Welcome to the Global Marketing Show, the podcast for all things international business. I'm your host, Wendy Pease, president of Rapport International and a translation expert. Come along with me today as we talk to an expert in the global marketing world about facing their biggest fears, hearing about mistakes they made or saw, discussing best practices, and sharing fun travel language and culture stories. Welcome to a special edition of the Global Marketing Show. Today, host Wendy Pease conducts an on-the-spot interview with an attendee of the Exim Conference in Washington, D.C. that was held in December of 2022. The Exim Conference is an opportunity for attendees to learn about the Export-Import Bank of the United States' financing tools, as well as network and explore opportunities for global exporting with other attendees and vendors. We hope you enjoy today's guest and keep listening for more episodes from this amazing conference. We are laughing, we are rolling, and I am welcoming you to the next episode of the Global Marketing Show, the episode shot here, recorded here at the Exim Conference in Washington, D.C. And our prior guest, who is a world trade specialist from Delaware, recommended that we talk to Devon Mitchell, who's here with me now. He is the CEO of DSN Corporation. He is a duathlon competitor and winner. He's a rocket scientist. He has an MBA. He's an entrepreneur, and he's a specialist in leadership. So, Devon, welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the great introduction. Just a few clarification. I, two things, 2019, competed in the World Duathlon Championships in Spain. Great experience. Second thing on my intro, as much as I would love to take it, not a scientist. Aeronautical engineering or aeronautical technology really is helping to kind of understand all the workings of aircraft and how do we support that. Yes, cool. to me, that's a rocket scientist. To, to me, yeah. Okay, officially I'm a rocket scientist. <laughs> I have agreed to the name rocket scientist. There we go, <laughs> thank you. So you competed in Madrid in the duathlon. Now, you know, there's a cultural thing going on here because I have done triathlons in my past, but awesome. the swim is yeah. missing from the duathlon. Yeah. You said there's a good story, so I'm yeah. so curious so to hear. Yeah, so the swim, the swim portion of it is missing. A member of, I also am an entrepreneur, owner of Anytime Fitness and Anytime Fitness franchise. And one of our members came in and was telling me that he wanted to work out. And so I said, well, let's figure out how we can help. And one day he comes with a bike and he's like, hey, I want to do triathlon. I'm like, great, let's, let's figure it out how to do it. The challenge was I wasn't able to leave work to go train on the swim side. So I was like, I, I just can't in the middle of the day leave and go swim. So he was like, he came back and he's like, hey, how about we do a duathlon? And I was like, well, what's a duathlon? He's like, no swimming. So that means that you can do it with me. So I was like, sure, let's do it. And in 2018, so the, you qualify the previous year for, so in 2018, we had to train and qualify to, to, to run in 2019. And in 2018, the championships was in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. So we packed our bikes up, we rented a, we rented a, a vehicle and drove down 
and during the drive from Delaware to South Carolina, we bonded and it's just him and I became brothers. It was him, myself, his son, my daughters. We, were, we drove down. It was really like, wow. It's, so it was really interesting from someone joining our gym to now becoming a friend of mine who's now like my brother. Right? I say like my brother, but is. And we both went to Spain and competed. Oh, how wonderful. So it was cool that member of our gym was able to kind of come to our gym, experienced what we do, how we help our community, and then ultimately help him achieve something that he wanted to achieve. So, which I, for me, I think kind of, when you kind of think about accomplishments, right? I think for us, year, last two years, so we're in 22, in 2020, he wanted to compete and do triathlon. And he went to Georgia to do the Augusta Triathlon. Right, yeah. And he was training, ready to go, and which was so, ended up getting into the water and got a heart attack. Oh, I, no. Really? That is or, not what I expected you to say. Not right. So here's what happened. Survived. And the reason he survived and is back at 100% is because he was going to the gym because of his fitness, right? So his doctor was like, hey, if this is like literally you needed to thank the folks that you go to the gym because because of your strength, you're able to recover in a fashion. So I, when I tell you to tell you the story, anyone asks me, that for me is kind of for the gym, why we have the gym, why wow. it exists for our members and our community yeah. so so they can get to a place that ultimately gets them stronger right and yeah. for whatever we don't know what happens but as long as we we believe that as we have this existing our members providing that space for them to go to a place to make healthy happen is something that we love to do yeah yeah well that's certainly yeah. a global yeah. message that's good for everybody it doesn't matter where you live in the yeah, world it does not okay so i'm have a, having trouble putting together why <laughs> carla from our last global marketing yeah. show episode uh-huh has worked closely with you yes you're you're an owner of anytime fitness you are you travel internationally yeah. but there is some hidden secret here that we're going to pull out of okay. you so yeah. what do you what work are you doing internationally that she uh raves about gotcha you so what we what we work on internationally is in a country called guyana mm -hmm. so guyana the last seven years exxon mobil discovered one of the largest reserves outside of the middle east yeah. and so we visited the country to find out what opportunities are there for us-based companies small business manufacturers that are producing something that they can go to Guyana and, and be a part of. Okay, so tell tell the listeners where Guyana is located and how you got involved in that. Okay, with running a yeah. franchise uh, for yes. a fitness club. Yes, yeah. awesome. So Guyana is in South America, south of Venezuela, north of Brazil. So it connects between Brazil and Venezuela. If you've ever heard of the Amazon. Most of the times we're talking about Guyana, they just don't, because the Amazon runs through, the Amazon River runs through Guyana and empties out into the Atlantic from Guyana. Hmm. So it starts in Brazil, or yes, and runs through Guyana and empties out in 
the Atlantic Ocean. Okay, and so how did you get involved yeah. with Guyana? So I was born in Guyana, so initially I was came here as a kid. My parents migrated to the States. I was maybe 10 years old, so I had my formative years were in Guyana. And so when I heard that oil was discovered in Guyana, I said, you know what, I've been in the U.S. training, learning, doing so many things. Maybe, they sh maybe there's an opportunity to return back home and see how we can help with the training gap, knowledge gap in country that we can kind of bridge that divide. So that was the reason that I went back in 2019. And I've been going back prior to that, not on and off, maybe, every, maybe about five years, but that visit was, I wanted to see how can I help? How can I help bring more resources, identify places and things that we can do to help? So that's why I visited, I went back in 2019 specifically for that. What a fascinating story. There's that connection to the home country yeah. that you've been successful here and how can yeah. you develop? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that story a couple of times before and it's so inspiring. Yeah, thank you. So tell us what's going on in Guyana now with what you're doing. So what we're, what we're focused on is really kind of engaging the workforce and how we can help bridge that gap, right? Because we know oil and gas is going to bring tons of additional resources. There are going to be tons of development that's going to go on in any country. But specifically with Guyana, the, there are less than a million people. So the training piece or, or folks needed to kind of get up to speed with what's going to be coming to the country is going to be critical. In our view, we think it's going to be critical. So for us is how do we help provide resources that folks can have access to and help them to kind of be a part of the growth of that economy. As opposed to a large company coming in right. and taking it over and depleting the natural right. resources. And which, which large companies, like any other company, right, they, it's, a, it's an emerging market, it's a frontier yeah. market, folks are going to go to that space and go, and we're, we're asking ourselves, there's a couple of things that we believe we add value, that we understand the culture, we're from there, there's, there's, a, there's a personal connection, there's a, there's a, a legacy com component, right? So for us is whether we do it or any, anyone else does it, we want to see the resources be used and, and the country leverages what they have. So the question is just how do you be a part of that, right? right. How can you help from your vantage point? Because a, a multinational is going to look at it from their vantage point. And, and for us, I think all the resources that go into that is going to just make it better or make it more accessible for other folks to go in and kind of understand how they can help. Right, so the, the population as a whole yeah. benefits from this resource that the country has. Yeah. So what, kind, what skills or resources or what are you doing hands on the ground to so, develop this? Right now, what we're, the, the areas that, we're, that we kind of look at going into country is what's needed. We, in 2020, we came back after 2019, sat down with a group, family members, friends, and acquired a, an oil and gas staffing company. Hmm. So we, we said, hey, how do we, you know, how do you get a part of this? And contacted the folks in country and it was, hey, are you in the oil and gas space? 
no, you need to be in the oil and gas space, right? So prior to that, we were not. So the question came back to us was, well, how, what do you need to do? It's find a partner or become an oil and gas, get into that space. Two, one of two ways we look at, well, go get training or find a partner, right? So we look at how did we help scale? Part of it is you can either go through a merger and acquisition or buy a, you know, some partnership that you can leverage. Right. And we looked at the partnership route and that's initially where we engaged in looking for a company that can help to take us to Guyana and then realized that the, the initial opportunity from a partnership turned into an opportunity for an, for an acquisition. And, and so we started, engaged a company and ultimately acquired that company and that company is now a majority-owned Guyanese investors, with the leadership being part of the folks that owned it previously, that they've been doing, they're been doing a tremendous job at kind of helping us to guide through leveraging what they've done for the last 20 plus years in the U.S. And then ultimately our goal is to see how we can pivot that opportunity to the Guyanese market. That is fantastic. I mean, I just love that story. And it's thinking creatively and as an entrepreneur and, you know, who the stakeholders are and the benefits. Yeah. So that's really good. So you grew up kind of bicultural because your family was from Guyana and you yeah. grew up in the United States. So what are, as you, you know, that's a real advantage. As you step, you know, just aside and you look at the cultural you know, the culture's coming together, and is it a U.S., you know, who, who do you think will actually come in and partner to do the oil and gas discovery or extraction? So, currently ExxonMobil and ExxonMobil's partners are in Guyana. They're, they're currently extracting, I think there's about close to 250,000 barrels a day hmm. on two rigs, and ExxonMobil has close to 30-plus discoveries in the country. So the discovery was, between nine to, I think it's 18 billion barrels of recoverable oil. Um, so there's a significant amount. And ExxonMobil is doing a fantastic job working with the local economy, working with the local government and administration to kind of bring those resources to fruition. Okay, so talk to me about like the cultures working together and what differences you see there and then what language, how yep. they're communicating all that way and how... Right. It's yeah. an English-speaking country, the only English-speaking country in the continent of South America. Mm -hmm. um, closer to English-speaking culturally, closer to the Caribbean, right? Mm -hmm. So from an education standpoint, British edu more of the British kind of school system, metric system, the, there's a large diaspora outside of the country. So you think about Guyana having less than a million people, the diaspora makes up about close to 400,000 people outside the country. So there's a tremendous, a tremendous opportunity for intellectual properties, kind of folks learning the things that they've done outside the country. How do we get them to re-enter? What opportunities provide themselves for them to bring those skills that they've acquired outside the country and now an opportunity for them to do some stuff back home? Okay, so you're really pulling together the people that have moved from there to the United States right, or to all a, over the world. So that's our goal, right? I think some yeah. of the things is we look at it from 
my vantage point of, okay, I'm here, there's some things that, that I'm not leaving, there's some things that I can do here in the U.S. that can benefit folks in Guyana. And I'm sure there's other people that may feel the same way. Are there some opportunities to partner and get them into that space so they can leverage their expertise and knowledge that they've acquired outside the U.S.? And how are you building that diaspora, that community? So a couple of ways we, we, we look to do that is engage the, there's a diaspora, a diaspora unit in Guyana. We've been in conversations with that unit to kind of understand what are the needs and how can we help fill those, fill those gaps there. And, and just from visiting the country on a regular basis, we're looking at what, what are the gaps, kind of what places can we add value, can we bring some talent or some resources that, whether it's training, whether it's to some type of, of mentoring, whatever opportunities that we look at here, mm-hmm. you know, how do we move that to Guyana? So for instance, Delaware World Trade Center. Well, there's a great amount of businesses in Delaware that produces manufacturing, that they do a lot of other jobs that may be an opportunity for them to move and become an export or a partner with a company in Guyana. Now you have some skills transfer, you've got some capital transfer that just by leveraging where I live, live in the state of Delaware, and the resources that are there. The World Trade Center, engaging with your previous guests, Carla Stone, and identifying companies in our state that may benefit from that oil discovery and the economic boom in the country. Okay, so they might might not be from Guyana, but they might have an interest to be able to help that skill set in there. Wow, so you're really putting together quite a collection of people to benefit the the country. Because, you know, I think ultimately it's learning from what we see here is that when you collaborate, right, you've got different ideas, you've got different opportunities, different options that you could bring to the table. And just from going to school and knowing that, you know, you're working projects and you've, you've, in order for you to be successful, it's bringing different ideas, bringing different people to the table. And then you now get a, you, you get a different perspective on a problem that you didn't look at before. And now we, we say, well, is there an opportunity to do that in Guyana? Okay. All right, and so you know it's really interesting when you're when we're talking to a company about how to develop a mission that everybody can rally around, or, or it's to develop a culture. You develop a mission that everybody can rally around, and you're naturally doing this. Of how can we benefit the people of Guyana by using making sure that this natural resource that's been found benefits the country. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, it's, it's one of those things for me. It may be just this natural inclination that anywhere, if you have, how do you, for us, one of the things that we say is, you know, we, 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 we have a model. We say to look within and leverage, right? Look within your network. Look within the feet, the people that you talk to, your your contacts, and then leverage that relationship, right? So literally, that's what we did. You know, after I got back in 2019, I asked the question, who do we know? What are they doing? Right? Let's revisit all the people you know. Look at, I've got these contacts in my phone. Let's revisit what they're doing. 
can they help? Is this an opportunity that might interest them? Right? right. And that's how we found our initial kind of investment partner that kind of put our deal together was through that model of let's look within and leverage and ask, do we know a group of investment bankers that this may be something that they would be interested in? And it was literally within a week came back, hey, I think we may know someone. And we had started that conversation. Right. And so you leverage your duathlon and your health club and your Guyana and your MBA and your yeah, undergrad it, and we, your rocket scientist One of our partners and, goes yeah. to my gym, right? Uh, one of them what? One of them goes to the gym. And the question was, hey, do you know ah. anyone in oil and gas? Oh, yeah, I know this guy. What does he do? Can we have a conversation with him? And, and literally, those, we, we look at that's how it starts. That's, we talked to somebody earlier, Jorge, on the, he, he's a podcast episode from this XM series okay. that does clean energy. So the oil and gas burns, they capture the carbon, yeah. they clean it, and they put it back into the system. Right. So if you want me to connect you to him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And all of, so, for instance, all, we, again, that's the concept for us, right? For me, it's, it's yeah. it, kind of our model, look within the leverage. Just yeah. by us having this conversation, it's like, hey, that may be something that helps. Whether it turns out to being something or not, it, we, we, we want to build upon those relationships because we think you, you make a connection and ultimately you, at some point you revisit that and see what fruits can bear from that on both, on both ways, right? Right. So we, we look at how do we really look, understand here's an opportunity, how can we leverage this opportunity? Because I may look at it from one vantage point, you may look at it from another point and say, okay, you know what, in order for us to do this, maybe I just need a piece and I can go off and do that. And mm -hmm. something else you could do, you, but at the end of the day, we all bring a, a different solution to the problem mm -hmm. that we can now go execute and it becomes something that it's larger than what you initially started looking at. So this is a global marketing show, and this is touching on something that we've never covered before. Usually we're touching on communications and translations and marketing and sales. Yeah. Oftentimes we touch in on relationships, but what you have just talked about is if everybody takes a second and looks at the relationships around them, you've got connections into all over the world with all sorts of specialties, and how do you leverage that when something you're passionate about, and yeah. you can pull together the team to make a difference in the world exactly right and that's it, global it's, marketing it's our, our look within leverage yeah and in every facet that, that we've done something we've been successful it all came from a conversation of someone we knew right asking the question i went to spain because i asked the question right right hey okay well who do we need to help us I'm sure we can call a company that sells bikes right yeah <laughs> hey <laughs> Could you help us? Oh, sure. Well, you could ride our bike. Right. Right. And when you're done, give it back to us. Right? You are just the type of person that makes things happen. I love yeah, it. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so we're going to have to wrap up now because we're sure. out, of, out of time, and I'm sure you want to get back to the conference. Not a problem. What words of advice would you have for anybody who's interested in exporting or wants to get better at exporting? I. The, I think that the time for small businesses to export 
it's 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 probably never been this collective organization that's focused on exporting. We say that, you know, there's been enough conversations around small businesses being the engine of the U.S. economy. Now, thinking about how do you leverage those, those same small businesses to expand into the global market. If, these, if it's the engine of the U.S. economy and you provide the resources for them to go do that, they're going to go do the same thing outside of the U.S. because they're geared. That's how our small businesses are wired to perform. And so we look at how do we leverage our small business network, the folks that we know that are in those spaces. Can we, can we ask the question of, here's this opportunity, take a look at it, tell me if it makes sense. If it makes sense, how, do you, how does it make sense from your vantage point, right? And then how do we engage? Now, that works out, you're bringing additional capital, you're gonna bring additional resources, you're gonna bring additional talent to, so to add to a solution, right, to a problem. Mm -hmm. Because the, the, the way I would look at it, the way I would bring those resources, definitely may not be the same way you would do it. Right. But if now, if it's three or four different people looking and saying, hey, you know what, I think if we did this, we can do that. And now it's like, hey, wait a minute, let's collectively go and say, here's a solution we believe would make sense for your problem. Uh, you're an, you're amazing. You're oh, really amazing. You. I loved hearing this story. So thank I'll have you. to thank Carla from the Delaware World Trade awesome. Center. Yeah, so you know what? I'm going to ask this question. I prepped you. Okay. What's your favorite foreign word? My, my, my favorite foreign word is brethren. Okay, so tell me what that means and why. So, so brethren is friend. You're my friend. You're my, like, like what we would say is like if you, you've got a good friend, what would be a word you would describe your good friend? Like that's my road dog or whatever. It's a, it's a, it's a slang for this is someone that you hold near and dear to. That, that, that person, that's your, your near and dear friend. So it's... So that's a, from Guyana? Yeah. A brethren, right. which sounds like brethren. Right, which is an it, old exactly. English it's word the, it's of the brethren. Exactly. It's, I it's love the, that. Yeah, and it's it's your that's the community, right? That I, I think it's part of me growing up in a village. Yeah. And in the, the village, you know, we hear the, the takes a village to raise Yeah, well I grew up in that village that raised that mm. child, right? Like and so it, it it's knowing that in order for you to be successful, everyone in that village has to work together at some point, right? right? That whether they are doing something else is how do you bring that collective into it? I think when, when I think of a problem, when something shows up to me, I'm always looking at it of, okay, how do we bring the resources around this? But it's how do you bring the village around this to create, a, to create something successful? Yes, yes. Well, I hope I can consider you my brethren. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where can yeah. people reach you if they uh, want uh, uh, My LinkedIn profile, it's my name. Devon, um, which is D-E-V-O-N. O-N. Yeah. Mitchell. Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. -L. -L. Yeah, and email, my email. What's your email? It's Devon, D-E-V-O-N, dot Mitchell at dsnenergy.com. Okay. 
So uh, you can find them on, on LinkedIn, Devon Mitchell, DSN Energy, or at your email. Yeah. So thank you so much for taking the time and awesome. uh, speaking with me and share your wise, sharing your wise, wise words. Oh, thank you. Thank you for, for giving me the opportunity to share with you and your audience. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. That's a wrap for this session. A big thanks to you for listening to the Global Marketing Show. Hope you had just as much fun as I did. New sessions launch weekly on all places you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and of course on our website. If you know someone interested in this topic, please tell them about us. Au revoir for now.